Are you a sneakerhead? Yeah, boy! A baller? Ballin'. Want to know about the hottest brands you can lace up and run with? Well, get ready, because we got all the details right here. Nice take by James. Oh, he stops! LeBron James puts it down in the face of James Johnson. Kevin Durant way outside. Delivers! Kevin Durant from downtown. It's a six-point game. And it goes off to Kobe. Good to ride Kobe underneath. Puts his nose on the line again. Makes the basket. He's fouled. Oh, what a play. And Kobe, after he was fouled, after the ball nestled in the net, he waved to a cameraman down in front. Says, take my picture, baby. Sixers running the break. Iverson accelerating to the jam. It's kicks and bricks where we got game on the streets, and on the court. Money's gotta be the shoes. Shoes, shoes, shoes. shoes. You sure it's not the shoes? I'm sure, Mars. Money's gotta be the shoes. And here's your host, Jamel Cutler. What up? Welcome to Kicks. Today we have a legend who's been entertaining our families for years. He was one of the best comics to ever grace our TV screens. Mr. Mark Curry, how you doing, man? Don't say ever. I'm still in the game, baby. Ever, ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, still in the game. No, I'm just joking. How you guys doing? How you doing, man? Good to see you. I'm glad you wore that burgundy um, shirt. I'm glad you dressed up for the legend. Appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> I mean, is, it is, is it is it hot in New York? Oh, it's it's blazing here, man. Like I can't okay. stand New York summers. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Look, I put a sweater on for the interview to look nice. I'm hot as hell. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, so, like, you've been a part of our lives, you know, the last 30-plus years. Like, do you ever sit back and think about the positive impact you had, like, on a whole generation of people like myself? Wow, I never think about that until somebody says that to me. Wow, that's incredible to see that you had an impact on anyone's lives, especially the young folks. It's, that's special. Yeah, it means a lot to me. It means a whole lot to me. It really does. Because that's something that I set out to do when I did television. I, wanted, I didn't want to be a buffoon. You know, I was very versed in my history. So, you know, that's why a lot of times you saw Mr. Cooper sitting on that couch instead of they would throw me a basketball. But if you notice, go back, I always had a laptop or a black history book. So, you know, that was something that instilled in me. And that, that's beautiful. That's what I'm talking about. Legacy, baby. Yeah. Uh, for real? I, I never noticed that. When yeah, I check it out. Yeah, yeah he, I, I, always, you always see him with a laptop. You've never seen a black man with a laptop, and you've never seen a black man with a book in any sitcom. And you know what's crazy? When I was in college, one of my professors told me, when you're driving, to have a book in your front seat so the police won't bother you. Wow, that is so yeah. deep right there. That's deep. I like that. I like that. I like that. I like that. That is deep. I'm about to write that down. Yeah. It saved my life a couple of times. Yeah, you have a book. You're right. You're right. And that's why I would that's why I would I had it in Mr. Cooper, because the prop man would always throw me a book a basketball. And I, you know, I was in there, throw me a throw me a laptop. So if you look back at Mr. Computer Mr. Cooper, he never had a basketball in his hand. He had, you know, an instrument, a tool. So, um, like, is the impact you had on, like, people's lives, like myself, the most rewarding part as your journey as a comic so far? The, the impact, it just, just the whole impact of people noticing you, just like you as a young man, I never met you, 
but you know, it seemed to have some type of impact on your life, which is phenomenal to me, which is, that, that to me is incredible. You know, that is, that's incredible that you accomplished something and somebody remembered you and you impacted somebody. Come on, man, Nothing, it doesn't get better than that. You know, that's awesome. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. You leave your legacy. You know, you know that you can touch somebody. That's awesome as a comic, like you already reach legendary status, you know, what keeps you going and inspired, like to come up with new material or, or just to keep going? I write every day, baby. I write every day. I mean, I could show you some material I just wrote today. I write every day because that's what keeps me going. Cause I, I've done everything, not done everything, but I've accomplished a lot. And, you know, when I accomplish those things, I say, wow, how do I keep going? And I like to be a comedian. You know, a lot of comedians you see out there get famous. They don't do comedy anymore. They want to do comedy. I want to do comedy. I want to be funny. I like that. I like making people laugh. It makes me feel good. And it's my form of interpersonal communication to people. So I, I write every day. I stay versed on what's hip, you know, what's young, you know, you know, whatever's out there's trending, I'm doing it, you know, as a comedian. So I stay, I stay being a comedian. You know, that's my number one goal. You've been in like a, so many movies, but like never a hoop movie. Not that I could think of. Off the top I of know. Is, I know, man. Is that something that can happen in the future for you? Whether if you, like, I would, I would love a hoop movie. They never put me in the hoop movies because I can hoop. And half them dudes can't hoop. And I, I don't know what it is. They, they want the fake dudes who can't hoop. You know, and you're right. All the movies. All the hoop movies, they never even think about me. I was up for Joanna Man, believe it or not. <laughs> this is so funny. This is, teaches you, you want something. I don't know what, no, it teaches you that everything that you want, you don't get it. Maybe you didn't need it, because I, I was up for Joanna Man. I was the second person up. I didn't want to shave my eyebrows. I said, I ain't shaving my eyebrows. That ain't going to happen here. That ain't going to happen. And so they gave it to Miguel Nunez. I said, man, I wanted that movie. I want. And then I look back, thank God I didn't do that movie. Oh my God. He would have said, hey, Jawan the man. I would have been, it would have destroyed me. This it teaches you in life, you know, what happens happens for a reason. You know, and I really wanted that movie. And uh, as far as um, Above the Rim with Tupac, right? Yeah, Above the Rim with Tupac. I I never tried out for these movies. And I can hoop. I still can hoop. At my age, I still bust your ass. That's the way it is, you know? But they never put me in the Hollywood movies, I know. That's so crazy. You know, like, when you watch the hoop movies, like, Above the Rim, like, do you ever, like, scream at the basketball sequences that's not real? Because, like, I don't... Yeah. Because I'm not sure if you ever noticed, uh, but on Above the Rim, when when they was playing the game at the end, the guy was, like, at half court, he he threw an alley-oop, and, like, the next scene, he's already at the basket. Catch <laughs> yeah, yeah, all that craziness. You know, I know how the mechanism of Hollywood works, so I could look at all that and and see it before it happens, basically. So you know, I look at that kind of stuff. You know, we ain't really had a real hoop movie. I don't think I've never seen a real hoop movie. Was a real hoop movie, a real, real balling hoop movie. I, I've never cornbread Earl and me with Jamal Wilkes in seventy and eighties or something. But other than that. I don't remember any real ball in movies that was real. How about um, how about Hoosiers? I know a lot of people like that movie. Like I said, I ain't seen a movie that was real yet. <laughs> we you love know, Bobby Knight. You know, like every time I watch Hoos- um, Hoosiers, like I think 
like even me, I could take some of them dudes one on one. Like I said, a real hoop movie. All them actors. Them the same dudes that was in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Come on now. You know, if you if you can cast any NBA player in a basketball movie, like who would it be? Like me, I think Anthony Edwards would be pretty good. Cause dude is just Shaq. Funny. Shaq. Shaq all the way. He was in um, what was that movie? Oh, not the James. The other one. It was terrible, but but let him act. Let him be a basketball player. Let him be real. Let him don't they can't act, they're not actors, but let them be, you know, let them be, let them be real basketball players. That's the problem they have with these actors. And you know, they're not actors, they're basketball players. Let them be basketball players and let them talk what they really talk like. And that that's that's real movie to me. This is hoop. Come on, let's talk hoop. We're the hoop magazine. Let's talk some hoop. We getting in right now, actually. <laughs> like I want to um, talk some hoop. You know, I remember back in the day, like you and Danny Tanner were like only Warrior fans. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, how do you feel Mark. about that? Like, well, you know, oh, fans. oh. Well, you know what? I've been a Warrior fan for a long time, man. You know, he said Danny Tanner. Reason we were, we were. Yeah, I was a fan first, and the reason he became, he got Golden State Warriors stuff because of me, because I was tall and he was tall. So the Golden State Warriors gave me stuff, and we had the same prop person, so they would gave it to him too. So, you know, so Bob Saget, you know, we were the tallest people on the TGIF lineup. People don't realize he's 6'4", and I'm 6'6", six, six, and we were the only comedians, you know, real comedians. So we were both tall on that lineup. So we were the we were the tall hoopers on a TGIF lineup, me and Bob Saget, rest his soul. He's 6'4", I'm 6'6", six, six, so we were the hoopers. We were the, we were the big guys. And so therefore, when merchandise came, they came to us, because from the Golden State Warriors, it was tall stuff. So when you did Warner Brothers distribution, they gave clothes to people, who can wear this stuff? Me and him was the only ones who could wear it. That's funny. <laughs> and that's a fact that you didn't know from TGIF. You know, um, which era of Warriors basketball do you like? Like, do you like the Run TMC era, the We Believe, the Dynasty era, or like prior to that? Well, definitely Run TMC because I was part of that era. You know, even though you know I played on the team, you know, with the with Mr. Cooper, so definitely that's a part of me. And the era that's now Steph Curry, and that whole era is the most you know phenomenal era that I've ever seen in my life, and it's the most incredible era. It's the best era. It's changed, it changed basketball. It changed, it gave, you know, even Steph's size, it gave people, uh, basketball players, a reason to believe that they could do it. And as you notice, kids' shots are getting longer and longer. I'm so old, I remember when I played, they didn't have the three-point shot. Three-point shot, three shot didn't come out until 1979. So when I played, that's when I graduated from high school. So when I graduate, they didn't have a three-point shot. Dunking was illegal. Dunking was illegal. First person I saw dunk was Bill Cartwright out of um, out of uh, Elk Grove School in Sacramento in the 12th grade. So dunking was illegal. Is that incredible? Dunking was illegal. But let you know how I span this game. That's how far I go back. <laughs> you know, if Ben Simmons played back then, you know, I think he, I like. I think he wouldn't be a, a a basketball player if if there was no dunking allowed. Right. You said Ben Simmons. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're right, you're right. I like Ben Simmons. Yeah, you know, I I, I like that in the, in the Ben Simmons situation. I blame I blame Doc Rivers. Oh, oh, oh yeah, because um, because he was talking all that shit about. Yeah, he dogged him. him. He dogged him. He dogged the boy. He dogged him, and the boy didn't come back to him. That that, that was that was his fault. He lost a good kid. I would have loved to see that dynamic in Philadelphia. Them two together it would have been incredible. You know, I think Ben Simmons would be pretty good on the Warriors. He'd be good. He'd be good. Six for ten, don't shoot. Defensive prowlessness. Yes, we would take him. You know, I was talking to somebody. They said, um, like, a lot of real Warrior fans got priced out once they started to win those titles. Like, do you feel the same like as a homegrown Warriors fan? Well, you know, I hate to see the team leave Oakland, California to go to San Francisco because San Francisco got nothing to do with us. They got their own stuff, and they never had nothing to do with us. For them to get all the accolades of us winning after putting all that time in, yeah, that's hard. It's terrible. You know, you left the black ghetto with nothing. The Raiders left. Uh, the the go to state Warriors left. So you just left Oakland, California, with zero, with nothing. You know, it, you know, devastating. I wish I would have been mayor. I would have definitely stopped that. You know, for any you know, a billion dollar stadium couldn't have been that difficult to get. But then you look at the stadium in Las Vegas, you say, oh, my God, I understand why. Mm -hmm. I understand why. You know, it's a beautiful stadium. So, you know, it devastated us to me when the Warriors left because we had been with them so long. And then suddenly they start winning and then they, they leave. It's like, ouch, it hurts. The you black know, community needed them. Right, man. Like, I'm not from Oakland, but, you know, but I feel like those teams – like before they started winning all those titles kind of represent what Oakland was all about. Right, right. It was, it did, it did. It was a hardworking, basic guys, no superstars on the team, but hardworking, handling business type players. You know, they were, we didn't have no superstars, but we had guys that represented Oakland, you know, represented the team. Tim Hardaway definitely represented Oakland. He seemed like he was from Oakland. You know, um, you know, Mitch Richmond was smooth and just, you know, had that Northern California feel. Tim Mullins, Chris Mullins was the smoother than smooth, cool white boy. So it was, it was an incredible thing. Like, I forgot, I wasn't on the camera. I'm sorry about that. Hey. Nah, nah, it's all good. You know, I was looking at something the other day. Well, not the other day, a couple of weeks ago. You know, Draymond was on his, on his podcast, you know, talking all his trash. He was saying like, the 2017 Warriors could beat MJ Bulls in the um, seven-game series. Like, how do you feel about that in Dream no. I love my Warriors, but, you know, those uh, Bulls were another level. And uh, I just think that would have been a great matchup. Could we have beat them? I just think it would have been a great matchup. I don't think we could go back and look at teams. I don't like doing that. You know, I don't even want to say no or yes. I don't like doing that because they had everybody had their errors. We trying to go back and see if, well, could that team beat the Lakers with, with Magic and Kareem? Different era, different times, different, you know, players, different sizes. I, I, I don't think we need to revisit that. I don't even think we need to go there. I think it dishonors Michael Jordan and his legacy. There's no reason to tarnish that. You have your own, you know, you got your own legacy. Can that's like me saying, hey, let me go back. And 
Can I beat Richard Pryor? Who would have been more fun? Who cares? <laughs> it doesn't make a difference. You guys are all champs, all legacies. Why tarnish? MJ was a bad mother. He was bad. He was a cold brother. Why even get into that argument? Why even go there? For what reason? You're bored? Ain't got nothing else to talk about? You know what I mean? Who cares? It wouldn't have happened. You know, it, I don't know. I just say, I don't know. Two different teams. They, they were, you know, two different teams. And I saw all those teams. I was at the NBA 25th and I was at the NBA 75th. So I've seen every team assembled going against, you know, I've seen every team. So each team is different. And, you know, it's a luck of draw. Remember, it's a seven-game series. You feel me? Injuries. So so much goes into it. So, you know, I, I don't even like doing that. I hate comparing them. Now, I also hate when the sports commentators predict who's going to win. I, I hate that. I just don't. I don't think that will be, I don't want to hear who you think is going to win. I, I don't like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I was talking to somebody and like we was ranking like the different teams, you know, um, like I had, um, I had like the 98 Bulls, you know, as number one. Then I had like the uh, 17 Warriors too, and then Kobe and Shaq Lakers, you know, not far behind them. Like where would you rank the modern Warriors, you know, all time? I mean, that dynasty is so sweet, so pure. You know, I think, again, I don't think it's fair to rate the modern-day Golden State Warriors with these other teams because they're not finished. Uh-huh. you got to let these guys finish. They're not finished with what they're doing. Imagine if they go, you know, win the next four or something crazy. So you don't know. So I'm not going to even get into that argument. Even though it's Hoop Magazine, I hate those arguments. Yeah, but what do you rank? The team ain't finished yet. Let these teams finish. Then, 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 I, then I can say, bam, Michael Jordan teams of the 90s, number one. Number two, number two, the Lakers. Number three, Boston Celtics. So I can rank them, but they're not, they got to be finished yet for me to rank them. You can't be ranked. That's like saying, Hall of, they ain't in the Hall of Fame yet. We don't know. No, we, we cannot do that. And I don't want to do that. I just know that the teams that are retired, I can tell you, the Chicago Bulls, the Lakers, Boston Celtics, and then, you know, um, you know, we can go on, you know, maybe San Antonio Spurs, they were phenomenal doing what they did during that time with Popovich. And other than that, you know, I don't think we could put the Warriors in because they're not finished. Bro, I used to hate watching the Spurs play, man. They used to play so boring back then. I used to love it. I used to love watching the Spurs play because I knew I knew that the technician was in there working and that they were doing. I remember I saw Golden State Warriors play San Antonio Spurs. They were down by 36. They took Tim Duncan out. Popovich took Tim Duncan out. Bam, watched it. When you, when you saw Tim Duncan go out, you thought the game was over. I was watching him. I said, nah, Popovich, ain't, he ain't, he ain't going to concede this game yet. Man, they got in, started playing, put Tim Duncan back in and beat the Warriors. And they saw that league come back up. So, you know, that was a great team. So I, I don't think that you can, we can say the Golden State Warriors, you know, until it's finished, you know, until it's finished. Even with LeBron James, we're comparing him to MJ. We're comparing him as a GOAT, as the greatest. Let him finish first, and then let's look at the comparisons 
and then you'll know, you'll feel it. You know, you you you'll see. You know, I heard uh, the guy say, "Well, Michael Jordan would destroy." I mean, LeBron would destroy Michael Jordan one on one. You know, come on, bro. Like those those discussions, the goat debates, man. They just did that to death, man. Yeah, they did it to death. They did it to death. Okay, okay. And Jordan, Jordan is Jordan is a goat. He's a goat. Steph Curry like, will be a goat. Steph Curry will be a goat, but he ain't a goat yet. He go, he's he's becoming a goat. Like Curry, Jordan, LeBron, like they're all goats in their own time. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, and own, LeBron to me is a goat for his playing time. But you gotta remember, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was the same age being just as productive as LeBron James. When he came back to the Lakers, he was in his 40s, I think, or something like that. You know, so, you know, he's a phenomenal talent, but I don't know. You know, uh, I was talking to somebody, like, and I was telling them, like, I don't think the Warriors winning all those titles if Draymond isn't there. Like, what do you think about the value um, that he brings to the team? Even though, you know, okay. Like, even though it might not be reflected in points, you know, he's still valuable. Yeah. Well, he's definitely valuable. He's a glue to keep things together. You know, you need somebody to the glue to keep things together, keep keep people moving, talking trash. You know, being you know doing what it takes to get the team moving. He's definitely he's a hundred percent. Without him, there's no championships. You need Draymond Green, and that's what other NBA teams need to do is recognize that. They try to put pieces together that don't need. They don't even. They they, they don't even know. If I'm sitting at home saying, damn, why the fuck are you trading for him? What the what is he gonna do? Why are you giving him? Then they don't they don't have these guys. You, that means it lets me know that they don't understand the basketball. You know, most people looked at Draymond Green and didn't want to pay him based on his stats and all that, but he kept the team together. And that's what other teams don't have. They got these superstars with no in-between players. They got all these guys and all these guys that you know, any other team, if they wouldn't have been the Golden State Warriors, got somebody, John Wall suddenly joins the Golden State Warriors. Huh? Huh? Who? Westbrook. What? Huh? What? You know, what? Huh? What? So, brilliant move. He kept the team together, and that's what I'm talking about. Like, do you think the Warriors will cave and give him the max? Because I know he was looking for the max, and then he was working with the Draymond. Give him the max? Yeah. yeah, I think you reward him and give him the max. You definitely reward him and give him the max. You know, he he's did everything you need to do, but then you got to look at the team also. If it throws the team off, you know, you got to move on. You know, but I think he deserves the max. He deserves it. He put the time in. He did everything. Kept the team together. Fought off Kevin Durant. And, you know, and that's it. give him the max. Reward the man. Like, would you guys welcome back KD, man? Because I know he he kind of won out of Brooklyn. You know, I think he should have stayed in Golden State the whole time. I don't, of, of course, but I don't think we need him. I don't think we need him. Why bring him back? Do we need him? We don't need him. He didn't even get out the play. He didn't get out the first round. Are you crazy? I think he needs us. <laughs> I mean, he didn't get out the first round. Come on, man. Magic wheeled his team to a championship. Somebody's it's only one. Magic Johnson as a rookie played all positions and wheeled his team to a championship. So when I see that, that to me should be the 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 video that you show all these dudes. Hey, here you go, motherfucker. Take a look at this. 
Kevin Durant, you that bad, you should have got out the fucking first round by yourself. That's all I got to say. He needs he needs a team. Nobody need him. He needs a team. They he needs us. Yeah, like and like KD, he likes like already made teams. Like, like I don't know why he he just can't you know do it by himself. Uh, I, I don't think I don't understand it either. But it's gonna be him and Westbrook again, and you keep it keep it going. It's gonna be all of them OKC dudes all back together. Watch by next year, so they're all gonna be back together. As long as it's not in New York, <laughs> no, it ain't gonna be. In- it's good. Oh. It's gonna be right. It's gonna be right in Brooklyn. They're gonna trade. The reason they got Patrick Beverly is their Westbrook is gone, and you know, so you know that the dude that injured you for a year and a half, two years, there's no way you're gonna play with this dude. You're crazy. So that that means he out already. So he gonna shoot to to Brooklyn, and they're gonna get tired of of Harden and all that dribbling in Philadelphia. I don't know what you're doing. and They're going to trade him. That's going to be OKC in Brooklyn in one year. And it's called, they're going to call it starting all over again. Man, I want Westbrook just to interact with, with um, Patrick Beverly at least for a week and just have Kansas rolling. Fuck that. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say shit to him. If motherfucker <laughs> walks up to me, I'd let the motherfucker know. I, I'm the kind of dude let you know off the bat, motherfucker. I don't like you, homie. So let's not play that shit. It is what it is. Let's pop that shit. You know what I mean? So you stay away from me. Let's not play that bullshit. He's a bitch to me. That's what you're gonna be, and that's where I would do it. I mean, I like the guy. If you if you injured me and you damn near took me out for a career, and you injured me uh, on the sideline when the ball is dead, then in no way. And LeBron know what he's doing. That's why he's doing it. He know they they know the organization know what they're doing. You don't want to leave, we're going to make you leave. You know, it would be kind of interesting to, to see Patrick Beverly backing up um, Steph Curry because he has that we tough. Would, it, but I don't think, you know, that would be great. I would, lo- I would love to see that. I thought that I thought about that too. I thought about that too. But I think you got to be able to shoot to be on that team. You got to be able to shoot that rock if, that, if it comes to you. You got to be able to shoot that three. And I don't think he can shoot that. You know, I really wanted you guys to keep um, Gary Payton the third, and um, and Jay Tate and and, J- and right. what's his name, Justin um, uh, um, Toscano Anderson. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I re- like Gary Payton. We wanted to keep. Look. Look. I'm, I'm representing the Golden State Warriors. We wanted to keep him, but but he went. You know. If you look at, I, I, as, as I know the kid, I know him. I know Gary Payton well. I know his son well. It's beautiful. He went to Portland and got paid. He got a ring and he got three year, $30 million deal, or $10 million a year. Can you buy that? What? Are you crazy? God bless that boy. Where to go, son? He in Portland with the home of Nike. Walk in and get some new Nikes. Your daddy's with Nike. His father played. I think it's beautiful. I think it's the most incredible. And, you know, I'm sure the Warriors would love to cap them, but you can't say, come on, the dude gave him, he got 30 million. Come on. What a reward. He's, what, 26 years old? You can't think of no better NBA story than that. It's the best NBA story that I ever heard of. He put his time in G League, overseas, did all of that stuff. I remember he came to my show. He wasn't even in the league. 
him and Gary Payton came to my show a couple of years ago when I played the comedy club. And I was just looking at his son. I was like, you know, I was messing with him. So, man, I take you. And who who knew? Who knew? You know, that's what anything, anybody watching, you you stay with it and look at that dream. That's a dream deferred that you never think would ever happen. You're gonna win a championship and get 30 million next year. What? What? I ain't never played in the league. What? What? Come on now. You know, like, I kind of like the young crop of talent that you guys have. Like, pool is real good. Like, dude really came oh up last, these last few years. Right. Pool, right. Kumaninga, and Wise. All of them. Those three. I think those three are, like, the new generation of Warriors. Right. Like, five years from now. Well, Wiseman under Penny Hardaway in Memphis, you know, you knew he would be a beast. You could just tell he was a beast if you watched him in, the, like, the, uh, the AAU games and the and uh, the Nike, um, you know, you could tell he was a beast. He just needed some time. And the other two kids, uh, you know, I think came out of uh, Brian Shaw's camp. And Poole just, I think Poole imitated uh, Curry and, and looked at his predecessor and then got a chance to play with it. That's like me, you know, going on tour with Richard Pryor. You know, back in the day, of course, my game is going, you go, woo, boom, boom. You're going to start taking them pieces and taking them to another level because you're practicing with this person. You're playing with this person. You have the, you know, you have the patience. You have the, the, uh, the you know, the, the organization that's top notch, a five-tier organization in your head. So I think all that came together and it gave them the confidence to do all that. You see the moves, the moves were another level moves. The moves were... You didn't, the moves, you couldn't think about those moves. The moves were so quick, double up. He was, he was du- boom, 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 and going around them. Those are rookie moves. All them rookies could do that, but they don't think like that. They just trying to damn do the play, trying to get, you know, his smoothness and that confidence was incredible. And it's because who you around is who you keep. The company you keep, you don't play like that. And he was playing like Steph Curry, you know, and he was, he, he, he looked like he was a six year player. Seven, eight-year player. So incredible talent. But that's picking, that's a good organization, picking the right motherfuckers and not just picking motherfuckers because they, oh, he good, yeah, get him. Who is that? What's his name? Get daddy, he good, get him. Does he go with any of these motherfuckers? He don't even look like these dudes. You know what I mean? So that that's that's wise. A good organization picks them. Half these organizations in the NBA, they just pick the motherfucker who available. Uh-huh. So you're available. Shit, give him a hundred million. Get, he, he, he had the 16 points last year. Who is? What's his name? Do you know it? No, get him. He got braids. Ain't nobody else on the team got braids. You know. Anyway. You know, I like Kumaninga too. Like I think he'll be a defensive player of the year one day. Yeah, he, he's, he'll be incredible. Once once he realizes, or he can realize what he, you saw. Look at him, just the way he is, his dunks, just the way he goes to the basket, his confidence. It's that confidence in playing in a five-star team, a five-star organization, five-star is teaching him. He's he, he going to be a max player. He the one that we're going to say, you're going to have to get that money to him. If you're giving it to the, all these boo-boo players, these boo-boo six-foot-ten players with no left, no goddamn right, can't dribble the motherfucking ball more than fucking two feet. Oh. You giving him the money, then he, he he's gonna be a max player. He looks like a max player. Yeah, but dude just needs a new nickname. You know, people out out here calling him the cum bucket, man. <laughs> well, damn, I would say fuck him as I drive by my Rolls Royce. 
<laughs> and, and that nickname gotta go. Yeah, that's kind of weird. I, I, can yeah, that's a, I don't know where that come from. I could only imagine, you know, AG getting a whole a whole of that information and guarding him. Oh, that's what I'm saying. But you gotta be ready. I, I would I would, you know, just he gotta be ready. Whoever guarding him, just make sure he you know his wife's name. <laughs> that's all. Dolores loves it though, baby. Yeah, yeah. That's all you gotta say. Have your comebacks ready. You know, Oakland, you guys have a pretty good basketball culture. You know, Gary Payton, Jason Kidd, um, but Hook mm -hmm. Mitchell, like I was watching his yeah. documentary years ago. Like, dude was nice, man. Like, I'm I'm not sure what happened to him now, what what he's up to, but um, like he talk about right. um his impact. I remember all those guys. I remember Hook Mitchell. I was there when he dunked over the cars at Mosswood Park. I saw Hook Mitchell. I saw Hook Mitchell playing at a game, and he he basically would dunk on you in your and almost let you know. You know, he would just come in by himself and just come in and dunk on you. And I saw him do it, and no one could stop him. He never dunked on me. I would never let him dunk on me. I would got I got out the way. I wouldn't have been in that situation. But I remember at a game, and he would rise from. He must have went from the. I, I, if it wasn't a free throw, a little bit lower, and bam, don't so no someone the guy. I remember a guy dunked on him. Guy named Doc dunked. Bam, he came back and dunked on him completely in his face after him dunking. It was like whoa. So he was an incredible player, Gary Payton. You know, incredible player. Jason Kidd went to the same high school. That's right. You know, St. Joe's and Alameda went to the same high school. So thank you. I went there first. He went in after me. Thank you, Jason. And I played. Let me tell you a quick story. Hoop Magazine. We went to alumni game. How incredible Gary Payton. I mean, um, uh, Jason Kidd is. We're an alumni game. We're playing. Me and Jason Kidd on the same team. We were down by two. I swear to God, maybe about three or four seconds left or four, five seconds left or something, down by two, seven seconds left, maybe down by two. We we're playing. I mean, we were playing and uh, Jason Kidd, we were, in a, we were down. We were about to lose. Jason Kidd, somehow, I swear, stole the ball from the dude. Bam. Went down and laid it up. It was the most incredible thing because I was in the game. I said, well, shit, I know we're going to lose. Shit, ain't nothing. And I, I was there. I saw him. I was in the huddle. I saw his hands go in. The dude dribbled the ball twice. The second dribble, he took the ball from me. So that was one of the – it was high school students, but still, most incredible shit I'd ever seen in my life <laughs> to be a part of that. It was like we won a championship, you know. And, Jay, and Gary Payton, good friend, so I said, Gary – Tell me about playing defense, teaching me how to play defense. And so Gary Payton showed me how to play defense years ago, how to guard a motherfucker. He said, this is how you guard a motherfucker. He got down low and he said, where could the guy go? He can't go nowhere. So this to this day, that's how I play defense from Gary Payton. Thank you very much. So I D you up. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure um, if they had the NBA celebrity game back when um, hanging with Mr. Cooper was. Yes, yes. They had it. Um, oh, they did. Um, yeah. Like, who are some of the worst celebrities that you hoop with? Oh, no, they're all cool. They're all cool. 
Yeah, everybody. I remember we played a celebrity basketball game. Tom Hanks was playing. No, not Tom Hanks, but uh, Mission Impossible. Tom Cruise was playing in a celebrity basketball game. He had on a wig, and nobody knew who he was. He nobody knew who he was. So I, I, I played them celebrity. I played in so many celebrity. I stopped playing in them because people try to hurt you, and people try to block your shot. You're Mr. Cooper. I'm gonna block his shot. I want to play. So I, I, you know, I played in a lot of, lot of them. But all the guys could play. You know, none of them can. None of them can really play. You know what I mean? But you know, I just throw the ball at them. And this is funny. I was with with Dave Chappelle. He did a thing in Napa, and Dave Chappelle was shooting. So it was a basketball court backstage. I was, you know, Dwayne Wade was backstage. So I was messing with Dwayne Wade. You know, I was saying Dwayne. I was bust showing. I was fucking. He was. He turned around and then and dunked on me. I like God damn. He turned around, put his elbow in me and knocked me back. Dwayne Wade hit me chest to chest and knocked me back 22 feet. But anyway, Dave Chappelle was shooting. Dave Chappelle was shooting, had a jump shot. I said, go Dave. A, he was shooting. I said, I never seen you play ball. So everybody can play. Nobody can play, but everybody can play. You know what I mean? If he played in a modern day celebrity game, like how many points you putting up? Because I see like, these dudes play. I, like, I could put up a good 25 against I'll them. bust them for 50. I would, I would personally bust them for 50. If, if, if K K KD went up to the ruck and get him for 66, I'm busting him for 50. I will go for 50. I could care less. I'm going for 50. As many as I can. You know, at if, my age. If Kevin Hart blocks your shot, what are you doing? Are you just giving Kevin him? Kevin Hart. No, uh, I will give it up to him. He blocked my shot, I'll give it up for him. I had my shot blocked by a female before. So if Kevin Hart blocked my shot, that would be the greatest thing in the world. Then I'd score 50 on him. After right. that. <laughs> I remember one time I was just shooting around with Cheryl Miller and then I just started talking like a, a, just a little bit of trash and, and that shit got real after. <laughs> oh, Cheryl Miller, bust your, Cheryl Miller will bust you. I'm sorry. Cheryl Miller will bust you. Thanks, man. I had Cheryl Miller on my show. I, I played ball against her brother, Reggie Miller. He was talking shit in, in, in a game, in a, in a celebrity game. And we the celebrity game. I'm guarding him. He talking. Oh, it's Miller time, motherfucker. It's Miller time. I'm like, damn. He was serious. He was. He got serious real quick. Yeah, he's our arch nemesis over here. Yeah, yeah. Still, he can he, shoot though. He's still the ops after all these years. Why? In New York. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. After scoring, what nine points in two minutes or something. Like, 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 if I see him on TNT, like, I know he's a good commentator and 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 he knows what he's talking about, but um, it's just something that that just clicks in me sometimes once I see him. Right, right. So that's old school basketball, old school rivalry that you were part of that Nick culture, and you don't have that anymore. You don't have those that that personal like that anymore. You know what I mean? You hated Reggie Miller. You didn't want to kill him, but you hated him. Yeah, you know? good hate, like a competitive. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, competitive hate. If he hated the Knicks, he would come in and, and torch the Knicks. Man, you don't need to remind me of that. Man. Torch him. He'd come in and torch him. <laughs> Everybody would go after them Knicks. Facts, man. That's like the worst part about playing at the Garden. Like, everybody wants to have their best game there. Everybody. First person, first brother I saw in a fur coat was Charles Oakley. I said, I ain't never seen a black man that big in a fur coat. He had a mink coat on from New York. Charles Oakley. 
you know, I was there once they dragged them out the garden when they was playing the Clippers. Mm -hmm. I was, man, that was wild seeing that. Seeing what? Oh, when they. Yeah, when they, they uh, dragged them outside. Yeah, you were there? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I was there. They was they was playing the Clippers. It was like in the first quarter, like after the first timeout. That's when all that happened. Yeah, that was the weirdest thing. And then they did the same thing to Spike Lee. It was like I, I, I don't know what's going on. He Dolan, he don't want to be criticized or what? What? How could you do this to of all the players of all of them? You know him. Or why are you doing this? Or what did he say to you? Or you know, then he went, then he jammed all. I don't know. That, that was the weirdest thing. That was the demise of the Knicks right there. That nah, was the demise. The real demise happened when um James Dolan brought the team. Yeah, you know, he this is bad, you know, it's just like you got AJ Barrett. Okay, I wouldn't even no offense, but I wouldn't have drafted him. I would have said, no, I don't need him. He's not going to win me no more than five games. He's not going to win me any games. So I don't need him. I'd rather lose and take that money and put it into somebody who wants to come here. If you guys wouldn't have signed these guys, you guys would have been some, you guys would have got some people. You guys would have got two free agents if you would just hold on and don't sign anybody. None of them people were worth signing. So why, why are you signing them? Who's worth it? You know, you know I'm I'm kind of hoping they trade for um for Donovan Mitchell. Okay, but who you getting? Who they getting back? And then, you know, I don't understand what's going on in Utah. Why is Danny Ainge trading all these people away? What? Who is he expecting? Who's better than Donovan Mitchell? He did who, that in you know, Boston too. He traded away the whole team for picks and just rebuilt it in in his own way. I think that's the stupidest move. And if you have Donovan Mitchell. And you had go bear, they don't get along. I would say, I don't give a fuck if you don't get along. I don't give until I could trade you for somebody up and up. You motherfuckers don't play on this team. I'm giving you that much money a year. I don't care. I wouldn't care what these players, I wouldn't care what Donovan Mitchell thought. I, it's no way I would trade him. He's one of the best players in the league at 24 years old. Who could you get? Okay, if you trade go bear, go get somebody to help him. You're going to trade him too. You're going to let somebody come from another organization and trade all your players. That's, that's again, these, these NBA franchises, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. How are you going to let Danny Ainge, who's been a Boston Celtic since that motherfucker played, ain't going to come over to your franchise and say, hmm, all right, let's trade everybody. <laughs> hey, are you fucking crazy? I said, kiss my ass. You didn't win in Boston, bitch. What the, what the fuck are you doing coming over here? What do you think about that? that Rudy Gobert trade. I mean, like, that trade ridiculous. everybody back. Ridiculous. What, what did Gobert do to get picks. traded? It's just a return, man. Like, he's not worth all them picks. I think he is. I think I think he's a good center. I think he, you know why? Let me tell you why. I think he may be those good picks. He's proven. He's tough. He can rebound. He can give me more than 12 rebounds a game and give me 10, 12. Maybe nine, maybe he maybe give me 10, 12 in a playoff game. He, he's a big man. He could stop, he could stop. Ain't too many big men left. He got heart. He ain't a punk. Um, he's proven. He can, she can shoot the, the mid, the little 15, 10, 15 foot jumper, maybe a 15 footer, maybe. 
Who can do that? None of these, none of these guys can do that. None of these draft picks can do that. And ain't gonna, there ain't gonna be no big, Wiseman can't do that. He's he taller than he is, so mm-hmm. I think uh, he can't do that right now. He can't dominate like Gobert did. I may not like Gobert, but he did everything you needed him to do. Imagine him on the Golden State Warriors. What? Yeah, that be done because like he can just blend in the background. It'd be done, but he but he's he's so I think all the picks will I think it was worth he he was worth it. I wouldn't have got rid of him. I wouldn't have got rid of Donovan Mitchell. I would have made them play together. I wouldn't have cared if they played together. This is a business. If you don't, then that's that's your business. Then I, I need both of you. I need both of you guys. There's no way that you guys cannot you can't trade those two because they don't like each other. What? Are you crazy? Man, that's crazy. Man, I've been on a um on a Donovan Mitchell trade watch this whole summer. I just want him on the Knicks. He'd be perfect on the Knicks, but you got to look at him. Is he ready for the Knicks? You got to look at this. He's from here, yeah. so he knows. What... Yeah, it don't, it don't make no difference. Look at his style of play. He don't even look like a Knicks-type player, in a way. He out there with Utah all them years. He seemed like a Utah-type player. I so mean... you're going to go out there and get exposed out there in that East, in the real East. You know, this is the real, real. This is the real, real. This ain't Utah. He just so... don't play defense. That's the only thing. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Go by. They had the team together. But if you guys get him, then you guys got to put some the wise people around him in New York. It doesn't seem like New York has a, I don't know. You got to trade. Once you get him, you got to trade everybody. Are you got, um, he'll, he'll, does he work well with, um, what's the guy you guys got? The six, nine forward. Who, um, Julius Randle. Yeah, Julius Randle. Is Julius Randle going to be taking them long? I hope Three point shots. With what you know, he is. You know why? Because he's a star. Ain't no one telling him not to. So you got Julius Randle taking the last eight minute shot, second shot with you know three pointer over the back and all that. So do they get along? You're bringing the you know. So that's these are all the things they got to realize. The Knicks, you got to put these guys together, take them to camp. Say hey. Julius Randle, I need you to come by down to Mitchell House and, and spend the weekend. See how you motherfuckers get along. You know, <laughs> if not, if it ain't, I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. You know, and then you then you got AJ Barry. He think he a star. I'm gonna shoot the ball anyway. I'm still gonna shoot the ball twenty times. Gee, fuck that. I'm getting my money. So you know, I kind of have my eye on Jordan Clarkson too. Since Utah giving players away, I think he'll be a good fit in New York off the bench. I don't. I mean, the Knicks. What would I do with the Knicks? Knicks, first of all, need a point guard. That's the first thing I would do for the Knicks is find me a guard. There was been a lot of guards that came up over the years that the Knicks could have got that they didn't get. You know, you're trying to get an all-star guard. I think an all-star guard may not be it for the Knicks, but somebody, a point guard, probably from the New York area, who's going to run the goddamn team no matter who you got on the team. Even if you get down to Mitchell, you need a point to run that shit. Hold on. What are we doing? Slow down. Somebody like that. And tell, I think that's the first thing the Knicks get. Because that's, I think that's what you need. A general. And they don't have a general. You know, they they got Jalen Brunson from Dallas. I think he... Um, He's not a general. He's a shooter. He's penetrating, shoot the ball. This is his first time getting money. He's in New York. You gave him $100 million. Is he proven? He had one good playoff. 
So now you want him to lead the Nick organization into a championship. Come on now. Yeah, that's the only thing I'm kind of worried about. Come on. Because, you know, once they um have that one good series and once they get paid, they go back to the way. No, you're telling me that this kid has to run the Nick franchise into a championship. Nick Brunson. What? What? What are you talking about? Well, come on. You guys are crazy. And he gave him a hundred million. I just did, I would gave you a one year contract. I said, there's a hundred million sitting on the table. If you could take me to the second round of the playoffs, I'll give you a hundred million dollars, motherfucker. Okay. Oh, look. Okay. If you prove yourself here, I'll give you what you need. Here's 10 million. Next year, I'll give you 90 million. If you, you and your play can advance me fucking one round in the playoffs. And that's what they needed to say to these players. You can't give them a motherfucker $100 million and say, hey, go with it. Prove that shit to me. Yeah, man. And um, like for Jalen, I think he'll have a good season this year. Um, And as far as the Knicks, like. You won't get out the playoffs. You won't get out the first round. I want to predict the playoff spot, but even that, that's kind of murky. You won't get out the first round. You won't get out the first round. Maybe like who? if somebody get hurt, that's not, I think that's the only. Well, who who gonna get hurt? Who? I don't know. Somebody. Toronto, Toronto, <laughs> Toronto players get hurt. They still ain't going out the first round. You know, Spicy P's a pretty good player for the Warriors too. If they ever decide to go after him. Well, all the players for the Warriors that they pick now, their pedigrees are all the same. All great players. They only get a certain type of players. Remember, Anthony Edwards was going. You know. Coach said to him, man, you got to work a little bit harder. You know, you know, so even they looked at Anthony Edwards and Anthony Edwards might not have been the pick for the Warriors. You feel me? And I could see that, even though he's a great player, but he may not be that player for that team. I, I can't see Anthony Edwards on the Warriors. Can you? Mm, not with Steve Kerr's coach. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. That's what I'm saying. That's what the Knicks and other organizations they don't do that. You can tell they don't do it. Just simple shit. Anthony Edwards, anybody would say, fuck that. We're going to take him. We're going to take him. He, he, good. he don't fit in with the Golden State Warriors nowhere. So his game would have suffered. The, the Golden State Warriors game would have suffered. But he, I think you got to find the right players in all these organizations, you know, to work. And, they, and the organization don't know basketball. You could tell they don't know basketball just the way you know, you tell me that Charles Oakley shouldn't be a coach on the team. Are you crazy? He needs to be a coach on the team. Come on. At least work with the big men, if anything. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Just need to be there just for the fans so the fans can come and see him. Shit. Right. Damn, the fucking game. We got blown out by 36. They go, Oakley, though, he cut somebody out. That made me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, at least I saw some of the old players. Goddamn. <laughs> All right, man. Um, I want to thank you for joining me today. You know, anytime I get to talk cool with um a legend like yourself, man, thank man, you. Is really the highlight of my day. There we go. Well, thank you very much. Shout out to Moses Malone. Must must respect Moses. You ain't here. Um, and hit me at the real Mark Curry on Instagram. The real Mark Curry on Instagram. And uh, check me out on tour with Cat Williams this year. Headlining the Cat Williams tour. What? Oh, big shit, man. Yeah, big shit. And I still ball. I still ball your motherfucking ass up. 60, 60 years old, still got game.
right, man. Like this should um this should drop about um what is this September? Like about oh, July. <laughs> like about when the season is about to start, somewhere around there. Awesome. Awesome. Who who you think gonna who you think gonna win? Who who you got, bro? For the finals? Yeah. I've been I've been thinking about that. I got my West Finals set. I got Ooh. Golden State and Denver in the West Finals. Ooh, Denver. Okay. The, the East, I I don't know. It's kind of. Got to do Milwaukee. It's it's it's, it's kind of murky. I want Milwaukee pick, and who else? But Kyrie and KD is too unpredictable. <laughs> They're not going nowhere, dude. They're never going nowhere. And I think Kyrie gonna have an MVP type season, man. No, you know, he's out. Kyrie is going to the Lakers. He's going. He's not going. He's going. He's going to the Lakers. Why do you think they bought Patrick Beverly in, brother? He's going to the Lakers. Who else could play with KD? He's the only dude who know KD. They remember each other. Two weirdos. Two weirdos come together. I just hope it works out for them somewhere. How about you? Like, who do you have in the um, finals? I go to say Warriors in the finals. The um, the the uh, Lakers will make an incredible push. They'll make an incredible push. It's going to be hard to beat. So I got, um, and then out the East, I got Milwaukee. Oh, all right. Nobody beat Milwaukee. So Bucks and and Warriors, Warriors and- Bucks and and Warriors. Warriors and Mm -hmm. Southern. Remember, Denver can't come back. You like Denver, but that motherfucker been gone two years, brother. Oh no, they got Murray. He's been gone. He ain't coming back playing. He he out of shape. So it's gonna take him two years to come back. I don't know. They 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 got a deep team. They got Porter Jr. Okay, he ain't doing shit. He ain't taking you to a championship. We talking who? I don't we, Yo, I need to be on the hoop thing. He ain't taking you to no motherfucking championship. Porter Jr. gonna do what? He's gonna give you 18 points, don't play no re, no rebounds, no defense. He ain't doing shit. He ain't doing nothing. He can hit a great shooter. Okay, that's it. Who cares? He ain't taking to a chance. He'll get you. I put it, I, he ain't doing nothing. I put it down like this. Let's put money down. How many games will Porter win you? How many games will he win you with his individual play? I put the money down. I guarantee you zero. All that bullshit. 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 Whoever you tell me, I will tell you off the record. Bullshit. All right, how about bullshit? Fifteen, games, fifteen games, just based off his play. Who Porter? Yeah, Michael Porter. But he's not winning you any games, sir. What I'm saying, uh, the player. How you doing, man? We damn. Give the ball to Porter seven times. Is he gonna make out? No, motherfucker. He ain't doing shit to win you a game. Zero. None of these players. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Just magic. The LeBron, Kirk, they can win you a game. These other players aren't shit to me. They can't. Even Kyrie can't win you a game. Nah, Kyrie, Kirk, too much going on. Dude's just he got <laughs> he's crazy. He's crazy. He's crazy. He's the best basketball player. When he couldn't play in ball, if he would have won in Boston, he would have been coming out to eat. He would have won a championship by now. Yeah, and that was like his best team. Like he could have been. Oh on. my God. Imagine if he would have mentored those two young ones and they would have been up under his wing dressing like him and acting like him. Are you crazy? 
it would have been it would have been three Kyrie Irvings. It would have been three of them, all dribbling, going crazy like that. They would have been the best team that you had ever seen in your life. They would have won a championship. They would have won. They would, they would have beat Milwaukee easily. Come on. Uh, you think so? Easily. With Jalen Brown and Tatum and Kyrie Irving, and you need a, any big men, any of these big men, are you crazy? Who, who can shoot better than that? Nobody. Yeah, that... Yeah, that is a tough team, man. No, they done. All right, brother. All right, all right, Mark, man. I, thank you again for your time, man. Thank you very much. Peace out. Right.